0: Tara McKendrick is executive director of the Canadian Mental Health Association in Niagara. And today, Tara is going to talk about CMHA Niagara crisis services, but also help define what is a crisis. And like most communities, Niagara has a homeless and addiction crisis. But Tara says, we can't just look at solving the problem. We have to find out the story of how the person got to where they are. Hi Tara how are you today?
1: I am good Janice how are you
0: I'm great I'm great. I haven't yeah. talked to you for a few months Thanks for coming on to talk about some um, mental health services issues and, and we're going to sort of break down what's out there A Canadian Mental Health Association does a lot of work in the community with a lot various groups. Mm-hmm. And um, to, to provide or participate in crisis services for people living with mental illness or addiction. So can we just start with uh, what, what services you offer? So maybe let's start with the mobile uh, rapid crisis response team, mobile crisis yeah. rapid response team, MCERT.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I know often the question is, what is a crisis? So when we're talking about crisis services, often people are asking, what does crisis even mean? And is it overused, etc.? cetera? Um, and my response to that is always crisis is defined by each individual. So a crisis, um, by definition, is anything that's beyond our current ability to manage, and we need some support or some help. So not... Um, needing people to be in super crisis, um, don't think about it, just reach out for help. So when we talk about crisis services, um, CMHA specific, we do have our police partnerships with our mobile crisis rapid response teams. um, And those are 911 responses to mental health and addictions calls with a social worker in a cruiser with a uniformed police officer but we also have our coast program which is the crisis outreach and support. sorry just
0: sorry just to to stop you there for one second yeah with mcert if someone calls 911 does mcert automatically go or does it have to involve a situation where there's a mental health um, and or addiction issue and a police issue
1: Right. So it is a primary first response to 911 calls for mental health and addictions related calls. Mm A 911 call involving mental health and addictions will not automatically get the mobile crisis rapid response team. Part of that is because um, we only have Two teams in two regions, and are trying to expand to the Welland area. So it doesn't guarantee that that team will respond, and it's a decision making through dispatch based on availability, based on the situation. So it really is a nine one one dispatch decision whether the M team will go to a nine one one call or not.
0: And and it's diverted uh, several thousand. Uh, last time I looked, divert diversions from hospital or jail have been dealt with at at the uh, the location, and I think maybe that segues us to coast a little bit.
1: Yes, yeah. So um, mobile crisis rapid response teams have an over ninety percent diversion rate and diversion means they're connected to the appropriate care without needing to go to ER or ending up in the justice system. So great success with those teams. And the segue to COAST, our crisis outreach and support team, we do have a 24-7 crisis line. And again, crisis is self-identified. If you need to talk to somebody, can call COAST 24-7. That program also has a mobile component to it, where if the team deems it appropriate that an in-person call would help an individual, then they can go out into the community and go mobile. That is not an immediate response team. So uh, those calls are often followed up within 24 to 48 hours, but Calling Coast does not guarantee a mobile team either. That is based on the situation and the opportunity and uh, possibility for, for different service as needed.
0: So if I call COAST, and again, if we, this is going to put us at sort of the level of crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, when I call COAST, which is a 1-800 number and it's available on your, uh, I think it's a website. 1-800 number. Yeah, so it's available yes. on your website. Um, so when, or by Googling COAST is often the yes. easiest way to do something like that, especially if you're feeling like you're in crisis. Yep. So when I call COAST, And I feel like I'm in crisis. Do I speak to a person as opposed to a 911 dispatcher?
1: Yeah. is the decision
0: then made, do we need to go immediately or is it okay to go in the morning, for example?
1: Yeah, COAST is a direct contact, so no need to go through 911. COAST is a direct contact to speak to a mental health counsellor. Uh, and then depending on the situation, those those staff are very skilled and very adept at assessment, figuring out what the situation is, helping the individual identify what their needs are, and then doing safety planning, care planning, which may result in a mobile visit and may not result depending on, depending on the situation.
0: Okay, so some of it might be a phone conversation that resolves correct the person's situation
1: but correct. if
0: uh, a coast unit goes to a person's house there is a police officer in the um, in the car if I'm correct but plain closed and it's a not a police cruiser that pulls up in front of your house.
1: Yeah, so the Coast Mobile team is also a partnership with Niagara Regional Police, but they are ununiformed in an unmarked car. So it they're considered a secondary response, so not 911, not immediate, but a secondary response going mobile in the community, and those those cars are unmarked and the police officer is is not in uniform.
0: I had a situation, um, and I guess this probably was answered uh, as opposed to coast, but I had a situation, um, I think it was last year, and I was going along St. Paul West. I just was going out of town and I just passed first and uh, there was a young, there was a man lying on the side of the road. and the van in front of me turned into luckily there was a big driveway there and, and she turned in and so I turned in and the man, was wearing just a hospital gown and uh, he was clearly unwell and he was um, not, you you know, he was not making sense in in the fact that, you know, I said to her, can you go in the van and call 911? Because you're going to have to sit there and I'll, and I'll, I'll talk to believe his name was Charles and I'll talk to him and just see where, you know, what's going on. And he had left the hospital because his favorite sandwich and I don't want people to laugh at this because this is something that's really serious. And it's actually something that I did when I was in hospital and I would only eat egg salad sandwiches. Yep. His favorite sandwich was cheese. Mm-hmm. And that day, that morning, the woman who always has the cheese sandwiches on her trolley wasn't there or she didn't come with the cheese sandwich. So he had to leave. Right. And, but he so when the police came, they spoke to him and they said to us, OK, uh, we're going to stay. We called in the mental health unit.
1: Mm.
0: Yes. And and quite quite quickly, and I'm going to assume this was probably an MSERT unit, arrived mm-hmm. to be able to deal with the situation and talk to Charles from that mental health pro- professional perspective that right. the other officer couldn't which I thought was fantastic because this guy had some warrants out for his arrest. They could have just arrested and, and, and taken him. So I, I was actually seeing the system in in action. And so it, it was pretty neat to see that and to see that uh, the police are not always just out there to grab people off the street and throw them in jail. We're making an effort to not not do that.
1: Yeah, and thank you. That example gives me goosebumps. It shows the it shows the success and the impact of the partnership and having that mental health response in the moment at the time um, with the individual. And and uh, it's also a great example of it's not within us or on us to judge or or um say whether somebody's reasons for things are valid or not it's very individual and we don't know that person's story so i appreciate your your empathy there but also the success um of of being able to intervene differently so calling 911 resulted in a different response. We've seen amazing, amazing um, work from our police officers and uh, just the response in Niagara through our crisis intervention training, uh, et cetera, has has really had a positive impact for the service, for mental health services and for our community.
0: The really sad part about that story, Tara, is the number of people going into the city who just drove past. Mm. I know people need to get to work. I get it. Right. But they just drove right past. And it was pretty clear to see that there was a person lying on the side of the road because they weren't off the road hidden. They were literally on, you know, the shoulder of the road on, on the gravel part. And so the public has to play a huge role in this as well. And um, I don't, I, I don't know if, and I'm not, you know, like trying to, to diss these people or make people feel really badly because I know how difficult it is for people to, to stop. Mm-hmm. Then there may have been a fear level. There may have been a, a you yes. know, it's, it's, it's not my problem. Somebody else has to deal with this, but we have this question of people downtown in St. Catharines and downtown in Niagara Falls, downtown, anywhere, whether Toronto, Hamilton, all over, all over Canada, um, where it's becoming harder and harder for the community to understand and feel empathy towards people. And so how do we get that back? How do we get it back? So people in the community who are, saying they want to help, don't mm-hmm. know how to, are afraid to help, uh, whatever the, the reason is. I, I think people do want to help. Yes, I think that people just don't know what to do.
1: Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. It's not, I, I think that it some of it is discouragement. We hear so much about lack of, and it can lead to a hopelessness, right? So if I call, nothing's going to happen. Um, because visually and and aesthetically, it looks like nothing is happening. So I always encourage you don't have to stop. You can call. So call nine one one. That that individual was obviously in a dangerous situation with imminent risk, not dressed properly, um, obviously experiencing mental health or mental illness symptoms. So calling nine one one does not mean that you have to stay. It does not mean that you have to approach. But you can call Um, alternatively if if you don't want to get involved with a 911 call you can call coast and say here's the situation what do you suggest that I do so I always encourage people to at least make the phone call um, uh, and appreciate that it could be our constant talk about lack of services. So there's some hopelessness, helplessness, discouragement of, and if I do, what's the difference anyway? But I can tell you that there is great work. There's a lot of success, a lot of work still left to be done, um, but really always encouraging people to make the phone call because there is great work being done.
0: That's a really, really good point. I, I really I, I really like thinking the, um, the, the concept that, we know that there are problems out there and we're just starting to feel like, and again, this goes back to crisis, right? It's a crisis. It's a crisis. Right. It is a crisis. Yes. Housing is a crisis. Uh, drug addiction is a crisis. Opioids are a crisis. There's no doubt about that. Correct. Um, and I, and I don't want to make it seem at all that it's unsafe to go downtown in Niagara Falls or downtown and in, in St. Catharines or, niagara on the lake or wherever it is mm-hmm. because i'm not saying that I, no. i'm not saying oh don't go downtown because there are all of these homeless people or there are all of these uh uh drug addicts or you know right. people who are crazy um yeah. many of the people just often don't have a place to live maybe Correct. they do have a, an addiction or mental health um issue it doesn't make them violent Correct. Uh, Many of them don't have a home and just want someone to talk to. And when you see um, people who are, uh, you know, sitting, talking to each other. So a group, we Mm -hmm. tend to think of a gang. I get it. And I live downtown, so this doesn't happen to me. But I get it that sometimes it's just not easy to, to understand what's happening. And I think part of that is like you're saying is we've got to maybe back off that word, crisis a little bit Mm. and start to think of it as a people problem and a system problem yeah so where rather than
1: rather than being discouraged and i can't fix this what can i do and sometimes it's as simple as making a phone call Um, you may not see the results but the phone call will trigger a response and there's always possibility in those responses
0: yeah yeah. yeah. And then there's the saying hi part. And uh, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, don't don't do that. And and you can see yeah. people anywhere. Um, you can you, you can be at a shopping mall and see a senior who seems to be alone and saying hi can be right. enough for that, because that you may be the only person who speaks to that senior in a day. So sometimes you're going to get a response. Sometimes you're not
1: yep Um, and there's also trauma-informed uh considerations right so switching mindset from what's wrong with you to what's happened to you um and how has that led to how you're presenting how you're behaving how you're speaking how you're interacting so rather than what's wrong with you and you need to be fixed trying to understand what may have happened to this individual that's led to this to their current situation homelessness is traumatic addiction is traumatic, mental illness is traumatic, and we don't know the stories, but there's a lot of possibility for recovery and uh, uh, progress. So
0: that's interesting um, because uh, you know, we were totally coming at it from the other direction, and honestly, I've never talked about this. So it's okay. sort of like flipping the situation, right? Yeah. So how do you say to a person that you meet who is, and I'm going to go back to crisis because they may be in crisis They they, they may be not in crisis and, and, or seemingly, but mm-hmm. it's a trauma informed situation that has led to them being on the street.
1: Potentially. Yeah.
0: Potentially. How do you ask someone, Hey, what brought you here?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I, don't know if I encourage people to open the conversation of what brought you here, if, if there isn't the comfort, because even though individuals in those situations are more likely to be victims of violence than perpetrators of violence, there is that potential. So universal precaution says any one of us can be aggressive at any given, at any given time. So I don't know if comfort level everybody would want to. Open that conversation, but the mindset for approaching um, is: I wonder what's happened to this person. My my children call me social work mom, right? They they've been bullied at school, or somebody says something horrible, or somebody at school is acting horribly, and and I usually respond with wow i wonder what's going on at home for them that they're behaving that way and treating treating people that way Um, so it's more of a mindset shift that it's not a fixing it's not a what's wrong with you it's not a judgment it's a i wonder what happened and where's the possibility to help this individual with empathy and understanding Um, so I'm not really answering your question. No, no, you are absolutely. You are uh, absolutely. No, it's like you're saying it's it's
0: flipping the way we look. It's not saying that we don't have a housing crisis. We have one. There's just, there's no way around that. You can't flip that and say it's positive.
1: Yes. But you
0: can flip it and start to think of, of, the the person and who was the person before they got there why you know what caused it to happen were they in a traumatic situation for example they were you know sexually abused as a as a child.
1: Well, and we're, when we're talking about our possibilities to make a difference or make an impact in all of this crisis we have going on in our in our world right now, not just Niagara, our world, um, thinking of the difference it could make if somebody is approached with empathy, being seen, being heard, being understood versus judgment. So I think of examples of when I've had interactions with individuals on the street, um, You know, if if it comes back at me in anger, like, F you, leave me alone, you have no idea. I can either respond with don't talk to me like that you're rude and if you're not nice to me I'm not going to be nice to you or I can respond with this must be really scary for you is there anything I can do to help you right now can I call somebody is there Um, so just that difference um, can also make the difference in whether an individual will follow through on services that are offered that are available uh, etc because that little bit of empathy that little bit of Connection and understanding can also change their mindset to hey maybe there are people who will help and I can be open to that so there are little niggly bits that we can each do
0: I always think that as well it's providing a little bit of respect we all want respect exactly and the way you feel about yourself mm-hmm. can be so much different if someone shows you uh respect for sure and it's and it's so important yeah. Um, so let's move to wellness for all, um, okay. because this is sort of a, uh, it, I think it's a logical spot. Wellness for all previously women and wellness has been, oh, and this must be the 12th or 13th, 13th. annual, 13th, 13th annual and yeah. more than $350,000 has been raised. You're probably up around 400. So it's uh it's been a huge success. Mm-hmm. And this year, the uh, there's a panel, and I'm honored to be on the panel yes, as thank one you. of the elements, and we're talking about recovery,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which goes to what we've just been talking about with with uh, with people who are are living homeless or who are finding ways to bring themselves and their their mental health or addiction. I don't know if under control is a, is a great word, but I'm going to say that. But how do, how do we get there? So I was very, very ill. I was mm-hmm. fortunate enough to, to um, get myself to a stable place. Yes. So we're going to talk about recovery. And I think that that's such an important thing for people to understand. And, and if it's your family member, for example, and you're mm-hmm. feeling really helpless and hopeless, Correct. how do you get there? Right
1: yeah and I I think what we really need right now is those success stories and the hope and the possibility uh, so that there is an encouragement to reach out for help Uh, because again I'm always concerned about the conversations about lack of and how that discourages people so I really look forward to the panel people sharing their personal stories um, and I'm really looking forward to to the event and and listening to the panel. And we've partnered with Willow Arts, uh, who are going to be doing an interactive art project with the attendees. So I think it's going to be a really fun night full of uh, lots of opportunity.
0: It's the twenty seventh of February.
1: Yeah, Ovation Room eggerter Road in Thorold. So I, uh, it's it's from six to nine.
0: And how do you sign up?
1: And you sign up by going to uh, CMHA's website and there's an events page and tickets can be bought through Eventbrite. It's $30, which uh, comes with the art project, the mental wellness panel, an antipasto bar, raffles, silent auction, networking. Uh, So lots of fun to be had for $30, which the donations go towards our immediate and brief services. Um, Which we did didn't
0: even get to, I mean, I know. <laughs> we need to do a whole other show on, on your non-crisis uh,
1: supports. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. So everybody, $30, you get the best te- deal in town at the Ovation Room in Thorold on February 27th. Mm-hmm. And as we say every year, it's not just women.
1: no. Hence the name change. So it was women and wellness and hence the name change to wellness for all. So everybody is welcome. And uh, let's celebrate wellness recovery and, and the hope in our community.
0: Well, thanks, Tara. And I will definitely see you there, of course, because I'm on the panel, so (laughs) I better show up.
1: Yes, thank you. And I encourage everybody to just call our main line and ask about what is possible. So thank you for this opportunity, Janice.